Hello and welcome to The Beef Edge, the Chagas Beef Podcast, for all your latest news, information and advice for Irish beef farmers. I'm Catherine Egan and on this week's episode, I'm joined by Chagas advisor Niall Kearns to discuss the upcoming changes to the new Common Agricultural Policy. Niall, you're very welcome. Big changes coming in 2023 as the new Common Agricultural Policy is coming into play, which will last for the next five years. What are the main changes that farmers need to be aware of? Yeah, Catherine, I suppose, yeah, there's a new cap uh, coming into place uh, in 2023. I suppose some of the big changes is there's a lot of changes around new, um, I suppose, grant aid or financial aid or the check in the post, I suppose, known by some farmers that is coming um, on stream. And there's new names put on previous schemes. And there is, I suppose, continuation of schemes that have been there in the past with a new name. And they also bring, I suppose, different terms and conditions. But I suppose the first thing really, Catherine, um, to bear in mind is a lot of the deadlines for applications is going to be mid-May. So maybe for your BIS application or whatever the case may be. But the big thing really, I suppose, if there's, I suppose, farmers listening in there today, um, if you're going to be changing your name on your BIS application, be it going to partnership with a, a child or a spouse or you're handing the farm over to the next generation, um, it's very important that you come forward now today and speak with your either your Chagas advisor or your private consultant in relation to changing the name on the BIS application. Changing the name on the BIS application takes time. It can take up to four to five weeks and the local DVO um, in your area needs to be notified. Like So I suppose come forward now today if you are changing your name and you know you're going to be changing your name. Um, in order to get all the, all the necessary paperwork up to speed before the deadline it may May. I suppose moving on a small but then historically the BPS um, that has now been I suppose has changed to the new it's called BIS okay so BPS now is, is, is a thing in the past and BIS replaces it so BIS basically makes up your, your entitlements um, which is a, which is a proportion of your of your payments that, that come at the end of the year okay and entitlement values are fluctuating up but they're also fluctuating down so the new national average is about 150 odd euro. And I suppose if you're above 150 euro in your entitlement value, you're going to come down. And if you're below it, you're going to come up. So it's kind of basically called convergence. Um, ANC is still available. I suppose formerly known as Hedage. That's still available for disadvantaged areas across the country, specific disadvantaged areas across the country. Um, for our young farmers, um, they are going to be well looked after again, I suppose, in the next cap, Catherine. Um, there's a new complementary income support for farmers. Basically, it's a young farmer top up. And there's also or national reserve uh, and both these schemes are up to a limit of 50 hectares um, and does it does other terms and conditions such as your age at the time of the application you have to level six qualification agriculture um, in order to qualify for this scheme the big change with the with the national reserve compared to the last scheme is the off-farm income has now been scrapped so if you have an off-farm income it doesn't make any difference to this scheme okay um there's a Chris and there's an eco scheme as well. And these are also available for farmers to apply for. And again, these two schemes will be applied for at the time of an application for your base application. So Niall, really the basic payment scheme that's now being replaced with the basic income support for sustainability, now known as BIS. There's also the new scheme, complementary redistributive income support for sustainability, known as Chris. This is a new scheme this year. What's involved in this scheme? So with the Chris payment, um, it's a it's a supplementary payment that um is coming from the EU for farmers basically to supposed to farm in, in in an environmentally friendly way. With the Chris payment, um, farmers can get up to forty odd euro per hectare, up to a maximum of thirty hectares, Catherine. Okay, um. Again, all farmers will qualify for that payment easy enough, but um, the application needs to be made at the time of doing the base application. So, I suppose if you're a farmer with twenty hectares of eligible ground, you get thirty euro. Or, sorry, you get forty euro per hectare. And if you're a farmer then with 
50 hectares of ground for argument's sake, you only get paid up to 30. So it's actually the same as the headage payment, the ANC payment, which is available for certain farmers. Um, they can get this payment up to maximum 30 hectares. And that so too does uh, the crease is up to 30 hectares as well, Catherine. So that payment is really front loaded for the first 30 hectares, Niall. For the new scheme, the eco scheme, essentially that's replacing the greening element of the payment. What will that entail for farmers? Yeah, so with the with the eco scheme, then um, as you say, that is replacing greening. So greening was something that was available in the past has now been has has now finished effectively. There's eight measures that farmers uh, can choose from, and they have, to, they have to choose two options out of the eight in order to qualify for the for the eco scheme. Now the eco scheme is ro- ro- is ro- ro- worth about seventy to eighty euro per hectare. The finer details are yet to be unfolded, but I suppose a lot of dry stock farmers will qualify for the eco scheme because. There's a, there's a calculation done on your BIS application based on the space for nature you have in your farm. So, for example, hedgerows, tree lines, um, and and some certain in certain situations, scrub can also be eligible. And if you score above ten percent for space for nature, this qualifies you for two actions out of the eight, and therefore you will qualify for your eco scheme payment. Now, if you're in a situation that maybe you don't have a lot of, um, we'll say tree lines or hedgerows or whatever the case to be on your farm, there are seven other actions you can choose from. Um, some of these include um, maintaining a minimum stocking rate, um, spreading fertiliser with a GPS spreader. Um, there's options there if you're a tillage farmer uh, setting break crops. Um, there's also options setting trees or setting hedges. You can set hedgerows or tree line in relation to that. Um, and furthermore, then there's a liming a pl- a plan you can go for, again, if you don't qualify um, in the other options. Um, so there's eight options in total as I say, Catherine, and the majority of dry stock farmers, from what I've seen anyway down here in um, in Kerry, will qualify um, for the eco scheme based on the space for nature, based on the, I suppose, the, the features that they have on, on, on their land already. That's great, Niall. So overall, BPS and greening payments that farmers are familiar with over the past eight years will now be made up of three parts, BIS, eco scheme and CRIS. But how might the payments be affected by this change? Yeah, that's a good way to describe it. Um, as I said from the onset, I suppose, you know, eco scheme and the CRIS payment, um, farmers, the majority of farmers will qualify um, without having to do a whole lot. But where the change could be is if you were a farmer in the past that had an entitlement with a net unit value of, we'll say, €250, Euro, that was your net unit value of your entitlement in the past. Well, you're €100 Euro above the national average. So the national average, as I say, is about €150 to €160 Euro in the new CAP scheme. So if you find yourself above this, you are going to get a bit of a cut, unfortunately. Now, it could be made up on the other side in having getting a cut on your entitlement. You could be bought up with the ECO and the CRIS payment um, as a kind of, um, as a kind of to, soften the, to soften the blow, I suppose, in terms of the cut that you might make. So, you know, farmers above the national average, unfortunately, their entitlement value is going to come down. Um, that's, that's the new rules that are coming um, in CAP. But now, if the farmers that are below the national average, below 150 euro um, for per entitlement, their their net unit value of entitlement is going to increase over the next couple of years. And I suppose where more farmers will gain as well, I suppose in the past, if they had, would say, scrub for argument's sake, um, on their holding, and they're pr- primarily getting cut for the scrub, as in their payments are getting cut, and they might have to lease out entitlements in order to keep them active. Well, in the new scheme, now they have the opportunity. 
opportunity potentially to draw um, their entitlement on this scrub area. Now, there's terms and conditions that you have to meet there as well, that the parcel has to be 50% eligible and 50% scrub. So, you know, again, your advice will advise you whether it'll work or won't work for you. So, you know, there's different variations, I suppose, in terms of what way payments are going to go for farmers. And like every scheme catching, I suppose, there's going to be there's going to be winners and losers. Now, the department have brought out um, a cap calculator um, and that's available online. So basically what you need to know for this cap calculator, I suppose, if farmers are, you know, handy enough with the IT, they could Google it um, and, and see what way their cap payments are going to go. But what you need for this cap calculator is the amount of eligible hectares you have um, and the net unit value of your entitlements plus the greenie in the last round of cap. You can put this information into the calculator and it'll calculate out your payments for the next five years based on the information you feed into it. Like So that will give farmers a good indication. But the department will be sending out maps to all farmers in the next four to five weeks. Maps, will say, based on the BPS they submitted in 2022. And also then their entitlement values for the next couple of years will also be illustrated here. So I suppose this year farmers really will know where they sit. Um, and again, that'll be the place for the next five for the next five years. But I suppose as advisors, we're in continuous consultations with the department in relation to how these schemes are going to plan out. So I suppose, as they say, the devil is in the detail when the terms and conditions are released. But, you know, the cap calculator, um, the cap calculator designed by the department does give farmers a fair indication of what their payments are going to be for the next four to five years. Most definitely, Niall, it'll be a great help for farmers listening, wondering what their expected payments will be. There is some confusion still as to is the ANC still available. There are some changes to that, particularly in relation to the stocking rate. Yes, uh, so ANC is, is available in disadvantaged areas across the country. Um, now, most farmers that have, would have been employed for ANC in the past should be eligible again. The the stocking rate for ANC, so the amount of cattle you keep, that stocking rate requirement has reduced from 0.15 livestock units per hectare down to 0.1. Okay, but so too then has the stocking rate for uh, a suckler cow. So historically, a suckler cow was one livestock unit. Now she's coming down to 0.8 of a livestock unit, for for example. So I suppose you know if you're a farmer that just keeps cattle for the for the seven months of the year to in order to qualify for these payments, which we're discussing here today, well, it's very important that you have a have a chat with your advisor as to how many how much stock you need to keep for the seven months and make sure you're eligible um, for the stocking rate for ANC. Now again, the department have bought out um, an ANC stock rate calculator available online and you can put in your eligible hectares the amount of land you have for 2023 um, and you can put in a rough indication of how much stock you're going to keep be it not to ones one to twos or, 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 or two-year-old plus for argument's sake and this will tell you whether you meet the requirement or not but it is very important that um, you, you you do this calculation if you're a farmer listing in that just keeps cattle for seven months because you know you need to meet the requirement and if you don't meet the requirement you won't get your ANC payment unfortunately there's no leeway about that it's seven consecutive months um, so it's important that you know if you are someone keeping maybe 10 or 12 cattle in the previous years there might be a situation where it might decrease but it's important to just check it um, with your advisor before you go ahead and and maybe keep less cattle as a result of it. And Niall the new area-based schemes they're all being paid now on an eligible hectares can you explain this change and how that might impact on the land eligibility going forward? Yeah so I suppose our initial understanding is that the likes of your entitlement for argument's sake, which is in BIS, you can get your entitlement now on, we'll say, ground that's being grazed, but you could also potentially get your entitlement on some of the ground that might be historically in scrub. 
However, um, the train of thought is for the ANC payment then that is available, we'll say, on the eligible areas, the ground that's physically able to be grazed by the cattle. And so too, are your organic payments actually feed into this as well. So it's based on your, um, it's based on the eligible ground for the ANC. But for the likes of the eco scheme and the Chris and things, um, the, underst- the understanding from the department is that um, you, you can get paid for on these payments on some scrub ground um, as well. But again, look at, does term, there, there's, there is, I suppose criteria that you have to meet um, in order to to, to to claim entitlements on scrub ground. Um, I mentioned there previously, fifty percent of the parcel has to be eligible, so fifty percent has to be potentially green ground, grass ground, or a tailor scrap or whatever, and fifty percent can be in scrub. And that the piece of ground is in scrub, potentially um, you might be eligible to claim some entitlements on this ground, which wasn't there previously. So that is a big change that's coming on stream. But to be fair, the majority of farmers that I've dealt with in the past, um, dry stock farmers, in a lot of situations, farmers are quite good at keeping their ground in good agricultural condition um, in terms of keeping scrub and things under control. Like, and I'd like to think this will continue, I suppose, on certain farms that you know that. I suppose, look, we, we need space for nature, but what the department do I want is farmers to turn their eye and let the whole place go overgrown. You know, if, if that's the situation, you could find yourself in deep waters again in terms of trying to get payments. Like So it's important to keep your place eligible um, as best you possibly can and, and maintain hedgerows and there is hedge cutting seasons and stuff in place. But also, I suppose, the, the new eco, the new, this new BIS application does kind of reward farmers that have areas where there's there is scrub or there is places where um, nature kind of takes over. You know, you can get rewarded financially for that. So that is a big change. But again, just just, just just be mindful that it's not a case of close the gate and walk away for it and I can draw my payments. It won't work like that. Just a certain percentage of the parcel still has to be eligible um, in order to qualify for these payments. That's great, Niall. These features are now defined as beneficial features by the department. There have been changes to the definition of an active farmer for eligibility for area-based schemes in the new cap, Niall. Can you discuss these changes? First of all, you know, again, depending on the farm you are. So, if you're, for example, a farmer that keeps cattle 12 months of the year, there is no issue with you. You are an active farmer, okay? If you're a farmer that keeps cattle for seven months of the year, you're still okay because you have livestock on your holding and the department can look into you and uh, and see, okay, look at, you know, you have 20 animals there for seven months, you qualify for an active farmer. So in them two situations, you're okay. But where the issue arises, Catherine, is if you're a farmer with X amount of ground, we'll just say 20 hectares for argument's sake, and you're claiming 20 entitlements um, and you're getting your Chris and your eco scheme in the new cap. Now, in that situation, you won't qualify for ANC because you mightn't have any livestock in your herd number. They're the farmers that are going to come under fire under this new um, under this new, under this new, new cap regime. Okay, so if you're a farmer that keeps no livestock, no, if you have tillage, it's okay as well, obviously, but if you're a farmer that has grassland, keeps no livestock, you need to prove to the department that you're actively farming. So in that situation, we'll say you might be selling the silage you might cut two or three cuts of silage in a given year that's okay you'll qualify you'll qualify as an active farmer but the department will look for receipts so they will look for proof that number one i suppose you cut the silage and you got receipts from your contractor and number two then that you sold the silage to maybe a neighbor down the road and proof of payment was you know that there was payment transferred uh, into your account so i suppose if you have no livestock um on your farm and, and primarily you've been leasing it or been cutting silage and selling it well then the department will be asking questions as to what's going on in your holding and if you can prove that you're 
cutting silage for argument's sake, well, then there is no issue. But the issue will arise if, I suppose, if if you can't prove you're cutting silage, or if there's you know if there's cattle grazing or land that shouldn't be there, that's where the issues will arise. Like, but for the majority of farmers, again, I suppose we'll keep some farm and livestock. They're okay, but I suppose you know just watch yourself if you if, if you're a farmer listing that does not have any livestock, well, then you need to prove that you're you know that you are carrying out agricultural activities such as cutting silage or cutting hay for grassland farmers, and obviously tillage farmers then are going to be setting corn and that kind of stuff like so you know they they, they, they they will be okay so just be careful of that because that is a big change that has come as well in cap finally Niall we've discussed an awful lot of different terms there in the past few minutes what help and advice is available for farmers with queries or concerns about this year's application yeah I suppose there is a lot of information available on the Department of Agricultural website, okay, uh, for these different schemes. I suppose um, some of the schemes that we have discussed are still kind of in the final stages of being of being passed. I suppose so. You know, over the next over the coming weeks and months, we'll be advising all farmers to keep up to date with themselves um, in terms of reading terms and conditions released by the department. There might be some information on media, but Chagas are also running. Um, Chagas are also running countrywide um, events, information events for farmers in relation to nitrates, capping and banding. Okay, so a lot of the stuff that we've discussed here today on BIS um, will be discussed at these events across the country. So it really is... um, you know, an onus on the farmer to get himself up to speed in terms of these changes, consult with your local advisor and also maybe potentially attend with, say, some of the events run by Chagas across the country in relation to this. And it is very, very important. You know, we have mentioned a lot of schemes that, you know, don't just presume that your advisor, you know, you might be dealing with your advisor for the last 20 years. Don't just presume that my, your advisor is going to submit the scheme, you know, without having a chat with him, first of all, or ha- having a discussion with him, because there is a lot of pressure um, to get a lot of these schemes in. And the time frame is, obviously, is always quite tight. So it's very important, you know, if you are a farmer listing in and you want to avail of all these different schemes, you know, to ring your advisor or ring the local office and, and make an appointment and come in and, and sit down and go through what each scheme and make sure you're applying for it and you do know what you're applying for um, and don't just presume it's going to be submitted because you know if, if this is the kid situation advisors are dealing with big workloads and you know applications could go amiss I suppose if they're not kept an eye on so the onus really is on the department or on farmers to um, to make contact with advisors and, and, and have a discussion in relation to these schemes. And what's the deadline for this year's application I'll the deadline for this year's application, Catherine, is mid-May, um, uh, the 15th of May, I think it's on a Monday or Tuesday, so that's, it's usually, it's the same every year, um, and it's not going to be changed, and it's not going to be extended, like, so, I suppose when the information packs come to farmers, usually they come the end of February, start of March, well, the non-farmers really need to be coming out and making an appointment with their advisors and, um, and, and get their application submitted on time. That's great. Thanks very much, Niall. Some great tips and advice. Thanks, Catherine. That's all for this week's episode, and my thanks to Niall for joining me on the show. You can catch up on all other shows and interviews from the Beef Edge podcast on the Chagas website at chagas.ie or you can listen on Apple and Google Podcasts as well as Spotify. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe so you never miss a show. For all other updates from our Beef programme, keep an eye on our Twitter and Facebook pages. Until next time, I'm Catherine Egan and thanks for listening.